Hi, welcome to Medusa's Yoni Talks. I have my long-term friend, Amanda, here. We have been friends for 11, 13 years. We just did the math and tried to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, tell all the audience about you. I would love for them to know. Hey, my name is Amanda Losi. I'm 31. I have two kids. I work at a museum that commemorates the experience of being a Black woman. Um, so I dabble in a lot. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I make hair oil. I paint. Um, I just got a lot going on. So if you follow me on my socials later, you'll see all the stuff that I do. I'm definitely very spiritual as well. We have so much in common, like a lot of our upbringing from like being a single mom, mm -hmm. young at the exactly. <laughs> And then we shared a lot of the sex traumas that we have. Um, would you like to talk about a little bit your traumas and how it may have shaped your maybe sex experiences and then led you into spirituality? Okay. Um, I think at a very young age, I grew up in a time where it was like such a taboo. Like, and so we weren't very much educated. And I think like some of the male adults really took advantage of that. And so of course there was molestations and things of that nature. And um, so from an early age, it just treats you, I mean, it teaches you not to trust men. So I carried a lot of that baggage into my adulthood. Um, I think that really shaped my experience and how I actively deal with men. Um, but, you know, we work on that every day. So how would you say that you can create, um, like, do, have you had one night stands before? Absolutely. All of it? Absolutely. Right. So what would you say is the difference between a connected one night stand and a non-connected one night stand? Like connected as in like energetically. So in order to have a one night stand with me, I have to personally have that energetic connection. The energetic connection does not have a depth of time, like per se. I can meet you and it can automatically be like, you know, that, that that vibe, you know? So there's that and that can transpire into a one night stand if like everything follows like correctly in suit. Um, and then like an actual connection is is better because it's deeper and it, you know, cultivates intimacy. So you over time learn the person and you learn the ins and out. And of course you build on that and it gets better. But both times can be very fun. What would you say? How would you feel when you meet someone and then you can't? get that connection like how, how it's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere not. do you still like go through with it and still have to... that's it it's all yeah. <laughs> done i just yeah there's no point for me personally yeah i could i definitely feel that like whenever i'm having non-connected sex with someone and i'm like pushing and pushing for it trying to hiss you yeah. maybe may stop for a moment and talk to you yeah. massage you yeah. just different things like that and if it's not in it then i I definitely start shutting down and right. the other person will absolutely feel. So the thing about me, I'm an Aquarius and we are blunt. We tell you, you're not doing this right. I don't like this. So I have literally kicked men out in the middle of sex. Like, this isn't it. Like, you're not kissing. You're not eating pussy. Like, this is not it. Like, I, this is, yeah, I cannot. No, like, get the, and they're like, are you serious? I drove 45 minutes. I don't care. What are we doing? Like, you're doing too many rules. Like, this one guy, like, I was on top of him and he was like, not really kissing. I'm like, mm, I don't like that. I like love free, even if we're not in love, like just free flowing, fun, intimate experiences. I don't want anything inauthentic. And if the vibe is not connecting, you can get the fuck out. Like I'm done. Like I, I just can't. I admire that. I feel like I do have a little mm -hmm. bit of time, hard time at voicing. Um, I've noticed a lot of men put these like barriers, like women were like, let's I'm going to connect to you right. all the way. I'm going to suck your dick. I'm right. going to, um, if it comes down to it, suck your balls. Like, right. it's like whatever it right. is, when you feel connected to a person, you feel called to do certain things. Right. I've learned over time, men actually hold back. On purpose. On purpose. They suck. 
so many there's so many times i hear from men where they're just like i won't eat pussy because it's not my girlfriend it's not my girlfriend or i'm saving it for yeah. someone special right or and that's I, lame i love a dog slut like <laughs> i need you to eat ass eat pussy like i need everything i don't like to play games we're grown like yes when i start feeling that disconnect especially when the kissing because i'm mm-hmm. such a heavy kisser yeah. i learned not everyone knows how to kiss too I don't but everywhere because some people I'm like eh, it's not the vibe and some people will try to kiss me and I'm like it's really not the vibe but but that's how I vibe I want to kiss like and if you want if you don't want to kiss me I still look at like okay well then why are we fucking I feel <laughs> that part and I feel like I judge how you will connect to me based on how you're right me. and you're that beautiful I'm yeah. beautiful why the fuck don't you want to kiss me like what is happening you want to fuck me but you don't want to kiss me I don't that understand part yeah men are um definitely have been selfish I don't think I've ever really heard women say that they hold back and uh, like anything. We don't. If we like you, that's it. Even if it's a one night stand, because that just like I don't, I don't like the feeling of walking away from a sexual pleasure and being like I didn't get fulfilled enough, Mm -hmm. or I feel empty. That's what we go into it looking for. Not so much fulfillment to fill a void, but a fulfillment like I guess temporarily, like instant gratification. Men, they're looking for a nut, and that's it. They don't even care. Just nut. That's all I want. Like, I don't care about intimacy. I don't care about shit. Try to nut and go to sleep. Like, and I hate that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Wake, wake back up. Right, right, right. And I actually do feel like somewhat whenever I don't have, when I have that non-connected sex, even if it's with a partner or not a partner, I do feel like it does um, pull a little bit on my abandonment issues. Yeah. Because then I start feeling like I'm not taken care of or I don't matter or, you know, these, and those are the things I try to avoid. Right. And it's it, it that's how I feel like trauma really yeah. does shape your sex life right. because these are the things we look for right. when we're actually trying to connect with people. Right. And when people are tr- compartmentalizing right. what they're willing to give, like a kiss, I hate that. or I oral sex, to give me whatever I want. <laughs> I will give you whatever I want. So I don't ask for things that I can't give back. Like, that part, and yeah, that's very. Hard, I don't like so. people like that. I don't like business partners like that. I don't like anybody. I have to feel like I can't give them all of me because it's it's a it's a danger like it's a problem like i need to be able to give you whatever i want you give me whatever i want but like you know boundaries of course and i'm like, yeah my whole damn life that part right like it has to be reci- reciprocity how do you feel about self-masturbation i love it it's amazing <laughs> who do you mean well the best i mean to be honest i've met a lot of women specifically right. who do not masturbate i love met a lot of women who just i don't understand the earth because i love like i love having sex i love fucking having fun and these women some i've never had an orgasm oh child i know when i hear that what are you fucking for i'll be angry (laughs) yeah that part or they'll be like i can only come by someone else pleasing me and i'm like no that's sad that hurts my whole soul for them that means you're not connected to yourself what is causing you to not connect they're not they're not they're holding on to inhibitions they're not free and fluid and loose and they have so much emotional or mental trauma to where they're like not free literally and i'm i stem from that i understand that it took mm-hmm. about three years ago um up until three years ago i didn't even look in the mirror at my vagina and that's crazy because he's a sex worker right <laughs> so when people hear this they're like how are you a sex worker and you don't look in the mirror at your young right and i was like well i rock a lie i just i kind of was told that she, yeah. like i don't know i guess guided not to really you just don't hear about women masturbating right. you don't hear about women receiving pleasure when you hear about sex you hear about the man right receiving pleasure so we've so said a lot to like explore yourself mm-hmm. that's something that literally someone else has to tell you to right. 
So when I started trying to explore myself, I literally sat in front of the mirror and I was like, oh my God. And I fell in love with it and I wanted to touch and all that right. stuff. But up until that point, truthfully, I probably didn't have an orgasm either. That's tough. And it's tough. So like, I can't <laughs> handle that. I, I... Yeah. So now that I know, and when I hear other women, it is very real that we, we, sh- uh, sh- it's very it's common. So it's a big thing. And that, that hurts my feelings for people because I, I need to net like at least once or twice, three times. Like it has to be a fun mind-blowing i'm an air sign so everything is mental i need like fireworks like I yeah need craziness yes i feel that I'm, I'm there all the way um how would you say you give self-love very i think the maintenance as far as like the upkeep like i love getting my toes done that's the external that's not that deep um but i think meditation and just connecting with myself and the way that i love others the way that i allow people to love me that part was really hard for me um, just standing in my truth and understanding like I am worthy. That's why I got it tatted on my chest. Like I am worthy. And just because I love myself and I'm here for me does not mean I love the next person less. It's actually expanding my capacity to love them more. And a lot of times people look at me and like they're not connected with themselves and they'll be like, oh, she's arrogant or she's this. I just trigger their insecurities. But I am an example if you watch me long enough as to why you should love yourself too. Like I is not everything that I do, every win that I make is not just for me. So I just feel like the more that I love myself, the more that I'm teaching other people to love themselves. So I love that. I, I, yeah. <laughs> the best way is example. You can say whatever, but if people don't see you being your authentic self, then some people they are so insecure and so fucked up by society that they cannot be themselves. And that's hard. Yeah. So the more that they see that energy of loving yourself like so freely, the more they they dabble like, well, I want to love myself like, and then it's a full blown thing, and now the next person is watching them, and it's a trigger, it's like a drop in the ocean, and a whole ripple. So yeah, it's that inner child. You love yourself when you love your inner child. Because sometimes that inner child wants to do either something small or something big. And if when we learn to love that, and we learn to love the trauma, learn to learn to love life, then we learn to love ourselves. Can I interject one thing? So there is this meditation. It's by Londrell. Have you heard of it? The inner, it's the inner child one. So if y'all can check that out, it is so amazing. It, so what is it? So you close your eyes and you walk, it's guided. So he tells you um, to go back to a time when you were a child and you felt hurt. And then you go back as your adult self and you hug them and you love them and you give them all the love and support. And when you, I'm telling you, when you just cry, that meditation, it's only about 13 minutes, but you just cry like, because... And it's like, you know, do you remember when you disassociated and you didn't feel present and you were so hurt? Like, tell yourself that it's okay. And look at you now. You made it. You're love. Like, and I'm just like, man, if I had someone to tell me that stuff back then, like, (laughs) if I knew I would have the life that I have, which I love so much, like, you know, because in the past I've had like suicidal craziness. Like, if I would have only knew what was in the future, I would have never like it wouldn't have been no big deal. I wouldn't have sweat. Like, it would have just been so different. I I love that. Yes. I feel like I oh, up until like almost three years ago too, I struggled with that inner child. Like when I do meditations, I have this like same scenario every time I'm walking in the forest and I first start at my feet, but then I realize I'm with other feet and then I realize it sounds scary. <laughs> I know it sounds scary, but it's yeah. me and then it's oh, it's like any ancestors and, and like all of your spirit guides. Or- um, it's, just you. it's just me. Every image. Every image. Yeah. So okay. from like baby to one oh, that's to two you. to three. So that way I'm, I'm even able to see my face. When I first started doing this, mm-hmm. I couldn't even see my face. That's beautiful. And then now I can like 
once I recognize what I'm doing, we're all literally walking in this line mm-hmm. and we're holding hands and I'm in the middle and I'm guiding all of me. And then once we reach a certain part of the forest, we start dancing and there's like a circle and I can hear the laughter and like that's my meditation place. Yeah, I, I like that. Stuff like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Because it just reminds me like of telling myself my inner child is always here. And to you're play. not alone. And that I'm not alone. And that every version of me, and maybe um, in the past I did feel alone. Mm-hmm even in through all of my traumas or in sex. I felt alone in sex a lot too. And I just say like, just knowing you, like through all these years, I'm really proud of you. And I love you so much. Like, I love you so much. And just the mental like resilience and like just how you stand in your power. I love that. And I'm really proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, moving on to the next question. (laughs) um let's see how would you say you deal with self-doubt I don't feel like there's so much of that anymore because I am so conscious and aware of my thought that I monitor like as soon as even people around me as soon as I hear something negative I'm like shut the fuck up don't ever say that again like just don't say that don't put that into the universe don't think like that don't speak like that because words are spelled and that will manifest so um when I do have self like little you know the thoughts you can't you know what is intrusive thoughts and stuff i'll just tell myself that's not true parasite thoughts yeah it's not real that's not this is what it is that has nothing to do with me so i just disassociate that doesn't apply to me i I like recently learning how to turn your um ally thoughts or your parasite thoughts into ally thoughts Mm -hmm. because i definitely do suffer from that and like it's weird because I'll like know I have all these things to be grateful for, but yeah. then I'll have these parasite thoughts that kind of tell me something different. Yeah. I'm like, we challenge them. And yeah, and I like the root. When it says, you're fat, am I fat or do I love to eat? Like, I'm just like, <laughs> that's not a great example, but like, whatever it is, it's like, you're ugly. Am I ugly or am I just uniquely made? Like, whatever your thoughts are saying, challenge that and stand in your power because eventually they stop or they're less. They're never going to completely stop, but they'll be less and less and you will know you're in power and these thoughts are just they're not passing by exactly yeah. and i when i start understanding that how to turn my parasite thoughts into mm-hmm. ally thoughts or ally thoughts mm-hmm. it definitely did change my mm-hmm. outlook on everything like even when i journal mm-hmm. and like i'm going in with all these complaints and i'm going in with all these woes and they're valid for me right. because it triggered me and whatever it triggered for to feel them yeah and i don't stop my journal there if sometimes i catch myself like, i'll close my journal i'm like that's yeah. it and then later in the day i'm like oh they help you no 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 let me go back and put something positive yeah. of the experience like right. what am i grateful for right. out of that experience and then it completely like i can even feel the shift i went from writing and feeling mm-hmm. so negative to writing and feeling super positive about the outlook of that so it definitely does but you do want to allow those thoughts like you don't want to be the fake positive people who are ignoring this and then it's building up so you do want to give space for your feelings to feel and yes, you know validate them like you said yeah. but then after that really say so for me i burn it when i write in journal negative stuff i burn it like i'm done with that i love that i'm fucking <laughs> done with that drika does that drika gates yeah there's a lot of people who do that i'm done with that that's we got rid of it, so we're not going to focus on that anymore. What are we grateful for? What are we manifesting? What do we want? Like, that's what I do. Okay, yeah. Usually I just write it and, like, mm-hmm. I just end it and leave it a positive note. But I definitely have been um, called to do fire magic more, which is just lighting a candle and definitely going to, like... <laughs> and you're a Leo. Just- I know. Leo, still a Leo. But yeah. all this Leo flame. Right? I need to start playing with my flame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too much, though. I know. I was like that, right? And I, I know um it's walking flame that's what i feel like all the time but i definitely do feel like even just doing what i do with the journaling and writing it down 
because um, a lot of my subconscious is buried so deep. So I feel like I'm always in my conscious and I do that. I'll be like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But when I'm journaling, I'm actually addressing and I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, I feel that. Yep. And it came from validating it. And I f- I'm valid for this, but how can I overcome that? Right. Sometimes I might not get to overcome Healing. part. Yeah. I'm self- and I'm addressing myself right. because I, when I don't write it out, mm-hmm. I don't speak to anyone, honestly. Right. So I'm not going to go stand in the mirror. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to push. So you're doing the yin and the yang, like as deeply as you feel pain is the capacity to feel joy. So people who have like little content lives they will never feel so much joy, which is also why they're such haters, but that's irrelevant. But like us, we've been through so much pain that when we're finally like happy, the depth of joy, we can just be so happy to be fucking awake. Like the depth of our emotional (laughs) capacity to feel is always going to be equivalent to the pain. Unfortunately, that's the reality of life that the, the yin and the yang. So you have to validate that and then just go from that and just understand every time things start going bad, I'm like, Oh shit, life's about to get a family. <laughs> like I'm not even gonna sweat. Like I always come must come right back Absolutely. up. Yes. It's duality of life. I love that. Yes. Um let's see. Have you ever partaken in plant healing ceremonies? I don't think so. I may smoke weed and I've done shrooms. Yeah. I don't know the way. <laughs> the ceremony like a ceremony sitting down and actually creating the a ceremony space. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean I do shroom tea, but like there is like when I do full and new every new and every full I skip like, right. but um whenever i'm called to a moon ceremony mm-hmm. i'll like actually dose mm-hmm. in like three grams of uh, shrooms mm-hmm. and sit down and like hash some things out and right pencil of mind um whether i'm building a puzzle during that time or uh, keto deathing <laughs> yeah painting right. deathing. yeah I paintings are cute too by the way <laughs> um so definitely going through those i feel like it definitely helps um but yeah i've, I've done a few ceremonies then i just I love them. Yeah, I love them. I've never done one. We need to do one. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been called to them or you just was like, no? I'm just really busy. Like sometimes my spiritual side is like, I'm very all the way or no way. So I kind of just don't have a lot of balance. Yeah. I'm very much doing this or this or this. It's like not so much of a spiritual. <laughs> like I'm like hustle, entrepreneur, this. And then sometimes the spiritual side lies where I'm momming, mommy, mommy. And sometimes like, you know, my house like, or just like, my balance is not so much. Yeah, no, I, I get it. It's, uh, it's just like the process is wild. Yes. Entrepreneur life, I get it. Very tough. <laughs> I feel like I'm always chasing. Yeah. I'm like, come back, come back. Come Every back. day. I that Like, you know how you have your phone on do not disturb all the time. I've started doing that for like the last three weeks. I'm like, the more you grow, the more people need you. They question you. Can you help me? Can you do this? Like, you're getting opportunities. I'm talking from like 630. I'm just like, no. No, I please like and I'll be missing. And my friends like you've been missing for four hours. I was at the gym for four hours. I just can't like. I, I need a break, y'all. Like, but I'm swimming and stuff. Like, I like the swim and be in the sauna. But yeah, I'm just like it's just that I cannot just be. I just can't be available all the time. I need a lot of time for myself, and I think that's how I'm like. That's my divination. That's how I connect with myself. That's how I'm able to help more people is being alone and hearing God and just hearing spirit and just, I need this time to be alone so that I can help everyone else. But you know, I gotta stop calling sometimes. <laughs> like, so leading into that, um, so you, what, do you have a religion that you tie into your spirituality or you just believe in God? So I do not have a religion. I study a lot of theology. Um, so that's why you can see like Christian, you can see like Arabic, like um, Muslim stuff. I think I have like some, t- well, Turkish and Hispanic, like the evil eye. Um, I'm getting the aunt tattooed probably next week or so. 
Shout out to Big Mike. <laughs> um, so I studied theology for me personally. I feel like I believe in reincarnation. I feel like I'm very old. I've been here so many times. So I feel like I'm just observing and learning lessons as like, you know, and helping contribute to the collective and all that stuff. So it's way deeper than that. But as far as God, um, I there is one creator, but I feel like we are made in like that image. And so when we create, we are like God. Like, so I feel like also... I just have some crazy beliefs. I believe that um, when we speak to our higher selves, that is God. So our middle selves is like the one we do the matrix in. And then our lower nature is our devil nature. So that's what Christians would be like, oh, devil, spirit, whatever, which is just a lower vibration frequency. Trauma self. Right, your trauma self. So our middle one is just like our good and we will fluctuate between high and low. But when we speak and we give intuition, when we get intuition, we receive those downloads. That's from our higher self, which that's what I believe is God. So I believe we're God in a way, but not in like a super blasphemous way. I just think that I have a different perception. But um, I did read a little bit in the Quran in the beginning. It says that um, God split everybody up into different religions and everybody is like technically right. It's just how we deal with each other with those differences. So I think it's not a black and white answer. I think it's everybody's right in their own way and everybody's wrong in their own way. I definitely believe that too. Like I don't like to question anyone in their mm -hmm. spirituality or their religion because what you believe in is mm -hmm. truly what you believe in right. it helps you heal right you know and it helps you receive however message you need to mm -hmm. um i definitely do i don't believe in a god i just i don't like to put a name to it right but i do believe in like the higher power, the higher power and that there is good karma bad right. karma i don't, I don't believe that i don't people <laughs> would tell me they don't believe in bad karma i'm like i don't understand like, can't you see? Like, like it's literally you. If you spit on someone, it may not happen a week from now, right. but you're probably about to get and rained on. And people say this, their life is dragging them. I'm like, you don't see this? Do you not see this? I'm I'm baffled. I feel like I definitely rule my life by the good karma and bad karma. Like, Same. there might be times where, I'm not going to lie, I get a little revengeful. Right. So as I'm Humanity. starting to think about revengeful acts, like if someone really, really pissed me off in a certain way, like my car incident, you know, yeah. you saw what happened with that. Right. A Porsche driver behind me, right. car, but he kept antagonizing me. Right. So I got to a place where I yeah. literally was telling him, like, if you keep touching my car, right. I'm going to mess your car. Right. But then as I'm like having these thoughts, yeah. I kept coming up on more issues with my right. car in the shop. It's, and it was like that thought of like, stop. Stop, yeah. stop, and because that's if it in you. It, it was. I felt tested. I felt tested. Just it is a test. I felt so tested, and I was like, I literally like was mm -hmm. crying about it. I was like, I cannot do anything because if I continue to have these thoughts, if I continue to move or do anything, I'm. I don't know what's going to happen because it may not happen a week from now. It could happen ten years from now. But I'm going to get that karma right, right, come around back. Right. And the thing is, he will get his karma as well. But the test is not like life is what is the quote? Life is 10 percent what happens to you and 90 percent like how you respond. So his karma is being who he is like he's going to be miserable and you're going to be angry and upset at the situation. But if you let it pass, you're going to be blessed and you're going to get more money coming and you're going to get happier. Like you are when you're on a spiritual path, you are so severely rewarded and I was gonna say abused, but that's rude. <laughs> no, I was like, 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 like I know it does. I'm like, you never do Truly that. Like when you are not in alignment, I feel like you are so severely punished because you know better. And this is not your role. It's not who you are. But when you are in alignment and you walk away or you do what you're supposed to do, like, okay, man can have it, but spiritually, you're not fucking with me. So do whatever you want. I'm gonna continue to get blessed. No. I'm not going to align my energy with yours so that I can track that bullshit. I'm going to try to attract higher because I'm a higher 
frequent like frequency than you are unfortunately catch up you know <laughs> so unfortunately because i think higher and i act and i carry myself to a certain degree i'm gonna attract way better experiences way better sex way better money my car yes. so and whatever oh you know and so i don't want to align with those things there is human nature and i'm an impulsive person and i'm still growing where i'm like try me literally <laughs> that so but you catch yourself and it's that that's some conscious thoughts i don't always catch myself to be honest but <laughs> I'm compassionate with myself because if I do slip up and get angry or like get aggressive or violent, which is rare, but it does happen because people really do. When I do have that slip up and I'm so angry, I'm like, Amanda, you're supposed to give love. Like, why would you do that? I'm compassionate with myself. I'm like, bro, you are not healed. You're healing. Like, you came a long way. People who are put in your position will probably be way more better. You, as a child, were seeing your mom stab people, shoot people. Like, people were breaking in your house in the middle of the night. Like, it was so chaotic. So when you slip to that place, sometimes I'm not excusing or saying it's okay, but I'm compassionate with myself because I'm still learning and growing and understanding. Yeah, I definitely have to learn that too. I'm so prideful mm-hmm. and my ego, like if I, I hide behind this ego wall so disgustingly. <laughs> and it felt like, and every time I catch it, I'm like, I need you to come down ego because right. you're like hurting it's my healing mm-hmm. process. I'm suffering. So I always have to like kind of catch myself. And not, I want to say nip in a butt, but like almost like check hold my yourself. Hand. Yeah. Hold my hand first because um, it's just weird. So compassionately. It's, yeah, compassionately. Because I get in this weird space when I even catch myself mm-hmm. not being compassionate. And I'm like, you're supposed to be Compass- this way. You're supposed to be nice. You're supposed to be nice. And I get so stern at yeah, myself that it's even more tough. Yeah. So it's almost like I have to sit with myself and hold my hand for a little bit and be like, self-reflect. Just hold, hold relax. that hand. Relax. It's okay. You know, you had a moment. You're allowed to have a moment. You're still growing. And I even have to think about it. I woke up from my trauma spaces three, four years ago. So I like to kind of say this saying, whenever you wake up is how old you really are. So I'm texting Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 25, 26 then. Okay. I, I feel like I'm an old soul. I feel like I've walked this earth for a long time. But in this lifetime, I feel like I'm three mentally okay. and i know i know that may sound like i'm in a child mind but i still i'm leo energy i firm believe that i'm never going to age and i'm still and you are younger than me too i, I forget age. that because you're really i'm like three three years younger than you. and so yeah third yeah so i'm like three years younger than you um so i try to like to sit, tell my mind like when i look at my children mm-hmm. and they do something wrong and you can't get 100 percent mad at them but right. just can tell them like, how can we grow? So you're reparenting your inner child. I'm reparenting my inner child. So when I slip up I, and no one else is going to understand this process, but I can understand this process of knowing I'm three years old. Right. And I just woke up three years ago. Right. I'm just getting acclimated to this <laughs> light mindset. Exactly. So another thing is um, someone told me before, um, it was along the line thing I just forgot, of reparenting the inner child. Oh, so they were telling me before, um, so if you grew up and your father figure, whoever, your um, parents or whatever, they were telling you certain things, you're ugly, you're stupid, or whatever they say. Yes. So when you're going through that as a child, when you get older and there's nobody to do that, you start doing that to yourself. Self-domestication. So it's just because whatever you grew up with is what you feel safe around, whether it's dysfunctional, toxic or not. And that's why we run into narcissists, because it feels like home. That's home to us. That's how we grew up. We don't know anything else. And when it's healthy... We're afraid. We self-sabotage. So you have to learn, like, this isn't true. I'm fucking myself up. Like, I'm self-sabotaging. Yeah. And in a lot of these thoughts, it all affects mm-hmm. your sex life. Yeah, but not just your sex life. Because everyone thinks that, oh, 
sex is only for procreation or sex right. is only for pleasure, it can mess with how you build in work life. It can mess with how you build in your hobbies. Tension. Tension. Like an, um, before three years ago, I didn't have a hobby. Like I may have like d- dabbled into little things, but I couldn't connect to anything because I wasn't connected with to myself. myself. Yeah. So I could transpire to everything. Whatever is internal will be an ex- like an example of your external reality. Literally. And I, I'm a so, so firm believer in that. And people need to understand. And once you connect with yourself, that's why there's successful people in this world who can have a successful business. Um, but then there's people who have a successful business and they're failing as He's their terrible, terrible sex life um, partnership, but then you know I don't know how they're uplifting themselves right. to be or in the balance or yeah. they are. Um, just people have their own pathways. I just know for me, it's very important to stay connected to that sacral chakra. Meditation helps me pull back to that, and also I've even with me doing yoga, I can even tell tell what part of my body is being blocked off. Right, like right now, my right. sacral. So I'm having a hard time. Right. We're having a hard time. Having a hard time. <laughs> hard time. Having a hard time. Right. Like I can feel like my middle splits is consistently blocked mm-hmm. off. I can feel it, and like, you know, you have your mom's side, you have your father's side, and I have always known my father's side is open but when it comes to doing the middle splits and stuff like that. My mother's side is blocked. Mm-hmm. It's like I will start leaning more on my father's side, and my mother's side is just so blocked. Mm-hmm. That trauma that I'm forever, and people think, oh. I'm healed. I'm healed. No, you're forever never healed. healing. In and once field. you tune into your body, you can realize I'm still healing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the inner work that we always have to do because right. that when I'm paying attention to that blockage, I'm thinking, okay, how is this affecting my work life? Right. How is transpires into everything? Yeah. Exactly. Because I'm having tension here. It is building up, and it's a transmutation. Sexual energy, especially for artists, creators, they either have no sex or a lot of sex, and it's very not. I'm gonna say imbalance, but it's very way too much or not enough because when we're like celibate and stuff we are thinking we're creating we're transmuting that energy physically in the gym or in our paintings or whatever we create our music but when we are overly sexual we have a lot of built up sexual tension and this is a release for us this is the transmutation the alchemy between me and you so that i feel better it should be healing we feel better like so we do go to both extremes as creators like yeah no sex or a lot of sex but <laughs> just to balance and stabilize our own internal energy. Have you ever been celibate before? Many times. What was the longest you've been celibate? When I was younger, it was like a year. And then I did like six months. And I was like, yeah, that's right. If I best, this is the best I got. <laughs> I, de- I would say my longest is around six months too. Um, and it definitely came from a space of not feeling like people around me were respecting how I should be treated during sex. Mm-hmm. But that's why I say I admire you because you're able to voice your opinion on what you need. And sometimes I just... I want to be so nice right. and you know and i end up still i'm not just enjoying the experience so over time i was just like i'm not getting what i'm receiving mm-hmm. i noticed how it was affecting my work life how i was connecting to other people because then i started being super guarded like i can't even hug you now right, right. or anyone because i'm afraid that i'm not going to receive the right. hug back like mm-hmm. you know so i was celibate for about it sounds like a lot of overthinking i think it did the, definitely the happiest way to be very happy in life is which you probably know by now like that was when you were younger is detachment yeah detachment from the outcome detachment of what you want just it is what it is i'm not saying like lower your standards but you cannot control the energy around you you can see how it is and move accordingly yeah i really and, cannot yeah and change it i've uh, you can influence it maybe but you can't change it I've been learning to, learning to let go of control. And it's brutal. <laughs> I hated it at first. And I'm just like, now I love it. Because even if you do something small, I'm like, oh, look, you showed up for me. Yeah. But opposed to you should have showed up for me. Yeah. Like, why did you let me down? Like, I, I definitely try not to put those yeah. expectations yeah. on in a great body. Because I'm like, 
if if you're my loved one, I used to have those expectations. I I'm I don't know. For me, it's actions. You can say whatever, mm-hmm. but if you say you want to show up to something, I'm gonna assume you won't. So that way, I won't get excited nor hurt. Yeah. But if you show up, that's trauma. <laughs> that's your trauma. I know. Yeah, I know. I know that is my trauma myself, unfortunately. But um, that is how I deal with a lot of those things, mm-hmm. and then I have to be um compassionate to myself. Oh, things. that's what I was gonna say earlier. Um, being c- whatever you're doing to others is what you're doing to yourself because from dust we come to dust we return like we're all one collective we're all made of literally the same atoms like matter cannot be destroyed or created whatever so when you are like doing bad shit to people you're just getting that karma back like yeah you're literally hurting yourself there's no point yeah no, point. no i believe in that Oop, put this down <laughs> what is some of your favorite forms of sex aftercare like, like peeing <laughs> I don't, need no I don't need no aftercare. I get up and watch this fight. I just said, okay, thanks. <laughs> I agree. Love. Get up. They like cuddling? Yes. There's none of that. Like, you gotta go. My love has been a great time. It's very transactional. Even, if, even, if, it's a part, even if it's a partner? Unless I'm in love with you, we've had a great time. And some people can stay the night. And some people I can cuddle, like, throughout my lifetime. It's some cuddlers. I'm Aquarius. We're not we're not cuddlers like that. We can be. We're super cuddly if we, like, love you. But outside of that, kind of compartmentalize everything. If we love you, we will cuddle. We'll do everything. We'll give you everything. It's so extreme. <laughs> but outside of that, everyone else. No, I definitely need sex aftercare. Um, yeah. Leos are affectionate. That's why I call them my loving Leo. I love me Leo. I love them. I need it. And I guess that's why in a lot of ways I start ended up I start feeling like not fully completed mm-hmm. because um I need that aftercare. Even if it's a one night stand, like you don't have to cut because you don't want to feel transactional. You don't want to feel like discarded. That or I don't or transactional. Right. I don't want to feel like you just came over and you just used me. Used me for this and then you're out like yeah. um steak. Let's have a, a slice of pizza right let's you know like just give me an extra an hour or something and unless <laughs> we are trying to build together i don't see the point in wasting time for me sex is transactional it is a release it's a great time we having a great time as long as you know that there's no misleading and that's that for me unless we are going to be in a relationship or we're just or we have that type of relationship naturally and organically that we want to mutualistically hang out and do other stuff. I'm very focused on my work, my kids. I don't have a lot of time to do all that extra shit. I don't want to. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely take the kind of the um expectations, yeah. the connections yeah. all out of it. You're like, and, I'm gonna create the connection for this. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very much like a man. <laughs> and it's okay. It works because the men that are attracted to me, um, I'm definitely like the more masculine one. I mean I love masculine men too. It's just that sometimes we butt heads. I'm yeah. not like super dominant because if you can dominate me, you can dominate me. I'm okay with that. I love that. But it's not a lot of people who can dominate the energy that I have. So would you say, um, how, do, what are your thoughts on monogamy and pol- um, polygamy? Like, are you monogamy or monogamous? It depends on the person, to be honest. Okay. So have you done either or? Or like, or I, I don't, I do not, I don't even want a relationship with one person most of the time. So I personally cannot have two boyfriends, like, or two girlfriends or a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Like that for me is too many people here. Holla at me when y'all are, de- I can't do that. If other people partake in that, it doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't see, I don't believe that humans are naturally monogamous, but I am naturally monogamous. So 
I can be with one man, but the way that men are set up, I know they can be hosts. And I don't, I don't really hold that against them. I'm not like, oh, let this nigga cheat on me or whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, I cannot put my emotions into what someone else does or does not do. All I'm interested in is the connection, the yes. trust, yes. and the honesty. Everything yes. outside of that, it depends on the person because I've been with men who are monogamous and they just want me and they only want me. And that's cool. It works for me because I already don't like people. So it's so easy for me to be monogamous. Like if you have great sex, that's another thing. I've run into men who wanted to be a monogamous and they were great teachers. They were good at building financial stability. They were good, perfect cookie cutter on paper. But when it came to sex, the connection lacked and it just wasn't the vibe. And I'm like, what can we do about this? Can I go get outside dick? Like, what can we do? Because realistically, I'm very honest. This is not going to last long if I'm not satisfied. Yes, I love that. And I I definitely believe in all of that. Mm-hmm. I have a monogamous heart, but I can't live a poly lifestyle. And the way I could make that potentially work with a partner if they're also on the same page right. um, is we are our, all our connection. We are our thing. And I, I know this may sound like selfish in a way, but I want to feel primary in my life. Um, so don't make me feel compared to right. whomever else you're seeing. Um, exactly. Don't make me question it. I can only say that's British. As long as I'm your main bitch, you can have hoes on the side. That but the thing is, if you have hoes on the side, I'm going to have hoes on the side. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. We're going to have a great <laughs> life, my love. Then, like, our sex is going to be fire. We're going to be happy. We're going to go out to yeah. eat. We're going to have an amazing time. I mean, I can do that monogamously as well. But when there is monogamy and you're cheating, I yeah. feel un- emotionally unsafe. I feel disgusted because there's not that truth. I don't yeah. believe you. You're a liar. You don't yeah. stand for anything. Yes. And I, I believe I, can't, I had a marriage where both of us were cheating on each other. And then we also tried the polygamy mm-hmm. where we were having women and we were sharing the women together and we were like sister arriving mm-hmm. type of thing. But it didn't work out because me and him didn't have a great relationship. And you were trying and to use these connections to build y'all's connection. Yeah. And the fact was the connection wasn't it. And it even showed when we were like trying to have a sex or be intimate mm-hmm. with all of us. And it, me and him were just continuously disconnected mm-hmm. and it would just interrupt the whole vibe. Yeah. So it's uh, that you guys really wanted it to work and you both have the heart and the mind to want it to work but it just was it's chapter expired yeah it it served its purpose and it just so i feel like i could i can only love one person Mm -hmm. but because i'm also bisexual Mm -hmm. um it's not even just the men aspect i want to be able to have my women you know so um like i'm currently in an open connection and it's just because of our work lifestyle but Mm -hmm. I'm also very much into women. So I want to be able to freely go up to a woman and kiss her or right. go up to a woman and hug her or go up to a woman and date her right. or have sex. Right. However that may be um, without feeling like I'm going to lose my guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's definitely. And it's cool because a lot of men are into that. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Weirdly. Right. They're like, no, no, no to the men. Right. Yeah. And that's like, you weird up on yeah. Oh. How do you feel about the terms mommy and daddy issues? Like they're so real. <laughs> I would think we all suffer in some way, some trauma. Um, I'm I know men that I attract a lot of men with mommy issues because I'm so authoritative and I'm so mommy, like literally in real life. So I feel like they're looking for me to take care of them. Like, no, I don't want this. Like, <laughs> no, I have my own kids. Like, no. I know that I'm loving, I'm nurturing, I'm supporting. If I love you, like I'm gonna give you anything, but I'm you have to make a separation. I, I love a masculine man that I can nurture. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Baby you. Yeah. Yes. That's the balance <laughs> for me. Like, um, it's just, 
I want you to dominate me sometimes too, but I don't want you to always be trying to dominate me. I want to dominate <laughs> you. I want the balance. I want to give and take. I want, I can tell you whatever to do and you just do it. And then sometimes you can just tell me what to do and I'll just do okay, it. Sweet like, yes, I have you my like, if you're telling me what to do all the time, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. If I'm telling right. you what to do, I'm like, you don't even stick up for yourself. I don't even, you don't respect yourself. Why would I respect you? I'm going to drag you. Like, yes. Yeah, but I hate when people understand that about me and they try to give this balance and they're thinking about it and it's not organic. And they're like, well, I'm going to be mean there. And I'm like, why are they mean to be weirdo? Like, <laughs> you just have to naturally know. And either in time, I realized there is nothing that I can tell you on how to deal with me because I can't verbalize it. I'm always changing. I'm so crazy, you know. So there has been people, they just know. They just get it. They, The way that they view me and the lens and perspective that they view me in, that loving way, it's how we can advance and grow because they know my intensity and my heart. Other people, they see me at face value. They don't see me. They see me as Amanda. They don't see me, know me. So when people know me and get to know me and love me, they see me with a different lens than people who just know me, Yeah. no matter the length of time. <laughs> so they know that I'm a little crazy sometimes and they're like, I love her though. So how would you okay. say the mom, uh, mommy and daddy issues affect sex life? So there is this guy that... Um, I used to have sex with and for me my biological father is dark skin with locks and i love that type um so <laughs> i was cool having sex and i don't mind like oh daddy this daddy, that but he would say the word your and it would blow me and i would just be like i don't like that like he'll be like fuck your daddy and i'm like i don't like the your and i would vocalize that and he's like oh okay i'm sorry like he's not thinking of it but there will just be times because of my trauma where i was molested or whatever by my mom's boyfriends whatever that it will trigger me and i'm like i don't like this like it just went from a great time to don't say that shit again it's weird and he doesn't know he's not trying to but i'm just like i don't like that so for me that's what transpires i automatically disconnect but i also connect to like my father issues and then um, I just feel like, am I like fucking my dad? Like, not for real, but I'm just like, he's dark skin with lots. And am I trying to feel some like void? Like, or do you think my mom just have the same taste? I start like trying to rationalize the situation. And I'm like, no, this is my preference. But in those moments when I feel triggered, I'm like, well, what the fuck? I don't want you to say you're again because it just <laughs> sent me somewhere else. And then for mommy issues, I know I can just tell the just tell them. And like this one guy that I deal with pretty frequently, um, <clears throat> I can tell his mommy issues because the way that he acts out to get my attention. His mom, he, his mom worked a lot, bought him cars, bought him everything, but she never connected with him. She worked to give him a good life, but she didn't give him attention because she was so tired and so busy. So that reflects so much. They have a good relationship, but if I am not meeting his needs emotionally right away, like it's like that inner child comes out and he's just acting out. Yeah. And and I recognize that. So I understand. Like it's been over a year and a half dealing with him. I understand, like, okay, he's got mommy issues. Everybody has issues, but you can't behave like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I definitely learn, understand, be compassionate and try to guide people to like, hey, don't do that. I have boundaries too, like you gotta do better. But I understand people don't grow overnight. So it's funny because the my view of how mommy and daddy issues mm -hmm. affect people in sex life too. Women who have mommy issues are more assertive, and then women who have dominant issues as well. Yeah. My mom was a prostitute, a gangster, drug lord, everything in prison, like prostitute, yeah. freaking the whole night, like crazy as shit. And she was thugging. So I feel like I'm a lot like that. Not like the prostitute and the drugs and all that shit, but the <laughs> attitude of like, bitch, if you play with me, like I'm thugging, like for real. So yeah. 
I feel like when I used to feel that and I would be like, I'm going to say so white girl, but I would be so like valley girl. Like, so I wanted to be the opposite. Like, I didn't want to be who I was because I grew up so violently. I didn't want that. Like, and I still don't want that. But at the end of the day, I learned to embrace like that part of me too. I don't use it and do it all the time. But I'm like, this is just how I grew up. This is a part of me. Like, I don't have to pretend to be something I'm not. Like, I am not. I look like it, but I am not super girly. I don't. Me personally, I don't like to hear girls all the time singing on the radio. Like, I like you see me. I love Kevin Gates. I love thugging shit. And men don't like that. They're like, that's not girly. I don't care what you guys like. I love it. So, it's because different. in my view, women who have mommy issues, we didn't get the nurture right. of a mom's nope. and at all. It's just, it made us yeah. uh, stand in our nurture for ourselves right. even more or we became this um opposite. opposite street smart i yeah so also i believe that my feminine is so untrusted that i stepped into my masculine to compensate because it's men who fucked me like uh like so i am always in my masculine energy when you're in your masculine energy as a woman a man sees you as a competitor yeah they don't treat you as the feminine nurturing let yeah. spoil you they treat you as oh you think you're a nigga like i'm gonna treat you like it they don't yeah. they're you're a competitor and so I've learned to like, you know, balance that. But at the end of the day, I still stay in my power because there's the misogynistic people who want to put you in your place. And I'm like, you're not, I'm not having that. So I have learned to just be a lot more feminine and embrace that. And I think a lot of my life, I did not agree or like femininity because my femininity was so trampled upon. So I'm like, I don't want to connect with that feminine energy because it's soft and I can get hurt. But actually femininity is power. When you are soft, you can get these men to do whatever, yes. like you can get more. And it's, it's harder to be vulnerable than it is to be closed off in a shell and masculine. It's, it's way harder. So yeah. femininity is power. You just have yeah. to know the balance of both. And that's what I'm stepping into. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to yeah. step into that. I feel like I was in my masculine all last year. I was mm -hmm. like, why do I feel like I'm in fight mode? Why do I feel like I'm in survival mode? Yeah, why do I, I feel like I'm constantly building, 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 building? And it was also messing with my creativity. Yes. It was messing with how I connected to myself and love and, and nurture. You think about how you're going to be viewed when I, like when I create art and it's too girly. I'm like, no, because they ever think I'm soft. And for me, giving up my softness to people, somehow the connection for me was, I don't want them to think I'm soft because they'll hurt me. That's what it boils down to. You know so. what? That is a lot of like my barriers. I like I to like... be a rock. You don't see any emotions, which I am, to be honest. But <laughs> I do occasionally have emotions and I just have a problem. Like, I don't see the point. I'm an air sign. It's logistic for me. Why do I need to show them? What do you get out of it? Like, if I cry, I know it's a release and it's really good for you. And I don't advocate for people not crying. But for me, it's really hard to cry. Even when I try, I literally laugh and I'm like, I look so stupid. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like. Because for me, I rationalize everything. So I'm like, I can feel hurt without crying. But if I'm crying, I'm like, but this makes it worse. And now your nose hurts. And now your head hurts. And now your eyes are watery. Like, it's just too much thinking. And I'm just like, um, I'm just going to not cry. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I'm the biggest cry baby ever. I cry over everything. And I'm so disconnected with my emotions sometimes, which is bad because, you know, electromagnetism is how we manifest because we are energy so our thoughts are tied to the signal that we put out and the magnetism is the emotion so when you're in your emotions and you feel that gratefulness you feel that that is drawing in the experience so to be disconnected from your emotions is a problem so also in relationships when people try to give me their emotions i'm a dismissive avoidant so i know my attachment style if you give me too much i'm going to shut down and i'm going to shut you down and it's going to hurt your feelings because you have so many emotions and you're it's like you're burdening me you're asking me to understand them when i don't even understand myself and my own emotions so for me that is stressful so if someone is crying in front of me i'm like 
shit, what do you need? You need a pillow? Do you need some <laughs> tissue? Like, you're stressing me out. And I will stop. Like, I cannot empathize with that. I just oh feel goodness. stressed. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, even my kids. I feel like I may have stunted them a little bit because they cry. And I'm like, I don't hear that. Stop. I feel like I do. They stop all the time. Yeah, like, I'm a little bit of that, but not that much. I more so, like, will see people cry. And I just start, like, I'm a sorry whore. Yeah. And I'm always like, I'm sorry. Like, what, yeah. what do you need? Like, how do you fix this? Like, like I, I, I only get that way when I start yeah. feeling rejected. Yeah. So at first, or I'm manipulated. Like, I've noticed that in you too. You're yeah. like, once I start feeling like you're manipulating yeah. me or when you're rejecting me, that's when I'm like, all right, I'm out. Like, right. no. But at first, so my I'm problem like, is sorry. I think everybody's trying to manipulate me when they're crying because I don't connect with crying. So there's been men, I've left them or whatever, and they will cry. And I'm like, these fake-ass tears, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I feel like, for me, it goes one of two ways. Like, I, I'll be compassionate at first, but then once I notice, like, if, even if, like, I I can um, pinpoint, like, okay, they're hurt people, hurt people. Okay. Uh, but I'm only take so much. You're not tolerant. I'm not tolerant at all. So at first, I'm going to be compassionate. And then afterwards, like, you've got about, like, three times to push me in my limit. And then I'm like, then I'm going to be like, right, get over it. So <laughs> most of the people that I connect with in my life, personally, I have no water in my side. No, in my chart. So it's mainly fire. I love my fire and my earth. Air is super cool, too. But. Air is too similar to me, so we connect mentally, but there's no spark. We need fire. We need earth to ground us because we're so in the air and in our thoughts. So water signs, not all of them, not every single person, but they generally rub me the wrong way because they're so in touch with their emotions and they hate me because they're like, this bitch is cold, but they they bother me because they think that I'm fake. They think all of these things because they can't connect. And I think the same thing. I think you're just crying to get whatever you want. And then they do that sometimes. And then sometimes they genuinely feel hurt. And I cannot disassociate or differentiate between that. And I'm like, uh-uh. That's the thing. If I can't differentiate, I write it off. I'm like, no. Well, this is nuts. Stop it. Like, what are you doing? Do you feel like that maybe affects any of your relationships? Absolutely. My whole life. I've dated a couple of cancers and they're the most, like, emotionally needy in my opinion and they don't understand me and they always tell me that I make them feel like I shut them off and close them down but in my perspective I'm like we had a good day why are you doing so much why are you overthinking things like I don't understand everything's fine and then the next minute you haven't talked to me and I'm like I am confused as fuck all the time like I, I don't understand and I'm a person who needs a lot of space and some people if their attachment style is like you know anxious or anxious avoid like if their attachment style is that they need that reassurance, I'm not a good person for you because I like to be in my own world for so long. And then I come back and I think everything's fine. And they're like, you left me. And I'm like, I didn't. Stop being so needy. Like, relax. Like, I, I, I'll i be back. Like, So how do you um, deal with when you feel like your energy has been overly given? Like, in these type of situations? I retract it. You just retract it? Yep. Bye. I can't handle this. I, I will literally tell you. And that's I'm so blunt and I'm so like true to my word and it bothers people so much because I'm just like as a person this was great but for me you're a cool person but this isn't a, a connection that I want to keep this isn't for me and that hurts people and I'm like I just don't want to continue an inauthentic connection yeah so there's nothing we can do like I'm sorry. I I need all the <laughs> I don't care to hurt people's feelings. But I want you to have a good life and I want to have a good life. And then people are so attached to me that they get upset that I'm cutting them out in their head. And I'm like, 
we can still be cool. It's just I don't fuck with you like that. I feel like this is why we're sister science because mm-hmm. I'm the same way, but I'm on the opposite spectrum mm-hmm. of like, I need my space. Mm-hmm. Give me my den mode. But I also want my love and attention. I want my love yeah. and attention. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like this big conflict. Yeah. I'm like, love me. Give me attention. But only when I want to. Always when I want to. Right. <laughs> right. I will be in den mode all the time. And yeah. then I'll pop out to be like, you're right. My, like, cheer me on. I ain't your friends. Look at me. What the fuck are you missing? I'm in your life. I'm right. I'm neglecting. What are you doing sitting on the couch? You're like, I thought you wanted space. <laughs> I'm always confusing people because yeah. they're just like, you literally were just, but now you want. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. That's me too. But I'm not so much needing affection that far. I'm just more like, I disappear and go ghost in there. Like, are you cheating? What are you doing? And you're more like, I was in the gym. I was reading a book. I was asleep. Like, I don't oh want, I cannot handle so many people talking to me all the time, which is crazy because so many people talk to me. Like, I'm so, like, you know, social media. Like, you literally are. Yeah. You're way more active <gasps> with your fans than I am. I feel but... like I get so overwhelmed. I literally shut my phone on D&D. Me too. Like, uh, I've been doing that. And I'm like, now I understand why everyone's been D&D for fucking three years. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it because it is a lot. It is a lot. When you are in, like, the social media life and you're influencing or you're... It's a lot, bro. Like, shit. And you have to constantly post and engage and, like, just to keep the shit going. Like, keep the wheels rolling. The wheels rolling is a lot. Wheels. <laughs> right. Um, Your cat looks so beautiful like this, too. I'm so tell um tell me a little bit more about some of the practices you do as a uh, healer. Okay, so I know you said you practice um a little bit of spell work, mm-hmm. and I know when we were speaking privately too, and you said you did an exorcism on your daughter, and I was like really sorry. I didn't perform that. <laughs> I know, but you were at least I got someone to do it because <laughs> I was not spiritual yet. Oh, okay, that was during my. I was 25 years old. That was. During my, I think I was 25 or 26. I know I was pregnant with my son. The times that I've been most spiritually attacked was when I was pregnant and I was not spiritual. Like I didn't know what was going on. That's literally why I got this um, tattooed. But my daughter got possessed for a week and a half. I don't believe in any of that stuff. But that's the thing. You don't have to believe in it for it to exist. I can believe there's no red cars. That doesn't mean there's no red cars. I just haven't seen one. So I was completely shocked. I didn't understand anything. I was just fucked up i was going to work like so at first she started playing with this hallway so i guess my um kid's dad at the time he had bought this thing from bourbon street in new orleans and apparently something must have been attached to it it was over 100 years old when we looked it up he put it above that hallway i don't know anything other than that i have no idea no idea so all i know is my daughter starts getting obsessed with this hallway space and she is at first i guess happy like wanted to pick her up and we're like stop doing this weird you're creeping us out like stop so at first she was like playing and laughing and we're like okay creeping us the fuck out but this is whatever like you're a kid she's two years old and you so know, then kids see things at a very early my age. daughter is yeah. so beyond her age and her mental it's in she's brilliant like yeah. shout out to her like that girl is brilliant <laughs> um so mommy loves you now she's older she's like we're talking about what what i didn't what <laughs> Um, so yeah, so shout out to her, but no, so she was playing with it at first. Um, and so she would sit in the hallway and it would like, I had a guest tickle her and play with her. And I was like, bro, I don't like, I wasn't spiritual. I don't believe, I don't believe in all this. You're freaking me out. Sweep that under the rug and just stop it, girl. Like just fucking stop. We will pick her up, physically remove her. She would come back. Then she became translate. So, and then like after that, it started like being mean to her, pinching her, hurting her, something. She was 
screaming, shrieking. And then like in the middle of the night, 2.49, 2.47, 3 a.m. every morning, shrieking, screaming. I'm I'm stressed out. My kid's dad, he works overnight. But so the night that that happened, let me go. Let me backtrack. First of all, he had a grandmother who was Mexican. She had crosses all in the room. Grandma died a long time ago. He never cleaned the room out. It was his house for years, whatever. So I'm pregnant. I want to, we're having a baby. I want to paint a mural in the room. I want to decorate it. We take all the crosses down the same night. We take all the crosses down. I paint the wall, whatever. So um, that same night, I'm pregnant. He goes to work. Um, he goes to work and it's like 1 a.m. or whatever. So I'm in bed and then I hear the door open, like came back in and I hear footsteps and I just feel dark and I feel scared. And I'm like, oh, what is happening? I said, somebody's like in the house, like I'm about to get fucking shot or robbed and I'm pregnant. So I see my phone on the ground and I'm like, it's on the charger. And I'm like, and our bed is like really high up. And I'm like, I don't even have time if I grab the thing. I feel it stop in the hallway. So I, I just look at the phone. And I'm like, as soon as I grab this phone, they're going to shoot me. It's going to be something's going to happen. I'm I'm big. I'm like eight months. I, don't, I think I'm like eight months pregnant. I don't remember. But I'm big. And I'm just like, what do I do? Like, I'm scared. Instantly, the cold, the darkness just disappeared. My daughter shrieks like, ah, and I'm just like, did they go in her room? So I don't care anymore. I get up and I run into the fucking her room. And I'm just like, what happened? What's going on? Like, there's nobody in the house. I call my my kids out. I'm like, Matt, I am scared. Like, I am. I'm fucked up. Like, please come home. He's like, I can't go home, bro. We got to make money. Remember, you're having a baby. I'm like, OK, whatever. I'm just scared. And so um, he comes home for lunch or whatever. And we talk about it. And he's like, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. You're OK. I'm like, no, I'm not OK. I don't believe in any of this stuff. And I'm scared. And so um, that's that the ad that second. After we took the crosses down, that's when she got fucking possessed or whatever. And, you know, at first it was playing with her and she was crying. I was getting stabbed every night at 247, 3 a.m. I was getting like stabbed or like um, just marks on me. And I was like, bro, this isn't real. This isn't possible. But I was like, it's whatever. And so I was getting so scared. I was staying like at the time, my best friend, I was like, can I please stay with you guys? I'm just so scared. They're like, Amanda, you can't keep staying the night. Like our kids have school. Your kid is crying. She was like, too. Like, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, how do I make it stop? I'm at work telling my bosses, like, can you please help me? Like, I don't care. Can I get some time off? They're like, we don't have anything in the book for a spiritual possession, Amanda. So I was talking to anybody who will listen. I'm like, somebody needs to help me. Like, I don't believe in this. This is what's happening to me. And I'm telling you, it was so crazy. So there's this Coke vendor. He was Mexican. And um, I'm telling him, he's like, oh, that's a spiritual day, whatever. He's just talking. I'm like, I don't have any food. Help me. I need help. Please, God. He was like, call this number or whatever so i was like they'll have some holy water from mexico they'll bless the house whatever so i sage to the room I, at first i don't i don't know anything about sage at this time so i get some sage and i'm like okay we're gonna sage you the guy is gonna come and it's gonna be better my daughter was so trans like for for that time period she was not eating she would not talk like she got to a point where she was just like in the hallway like and i'm telling you i'm like sick as a mom i'm like bro what so she's like doing all this she won't eat and we'll try to give her food she will not eat she's just fixated on this hallway like just keep standing in the hallway and we're like bro you're fucking us up mentally like please stop and so she won't eat she's just like lethargic like just like this by the end of it and so i'm just like i'm, I'm fucked up like i don't even know what to do there's no book for this there's no i'm fucked <laughs> oh up God, so the so the guy comes and they do the holy water and they bless it they start reading the bible right which is why like i study theology whatever it takes guys like so um, they start reading the Bible and they're like putting the crosses on every like the the dories and stuff and they're they're blessing the house or whatever. As soon it was like I think like 15, 30 minutes later, like as soon as they got done with that shit and um like they did the holy water from Mexico, whatever the fuck that they did. Sorry, I'm not cultured. I don't know what they did to be honest. As far as like that experience, 
whatever they did and they 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 did whatever um my daughter immediately she said i'm chicky neggy she's talking like she's bad well like this is crazy. My baby daddy, he's fucking staged himself, but they get us, they let us some whole water. They're like, maybe we should put it on ourselves too. I'm like, let's do it. Like, let's get it hurt. And so um, after that, we I went to, I think, um, Home Depot and um, I bought crosses and I put them on every doorway. Every time I move, I bless the house with sage, salt, cinnamon, and I will put crosses on every doorway. I went and I got this tattooed and I don't have, I've never had a spiritual possession again. So whatever the Mexican grandmas know, it's, <laughs> they come through. They are coming through. And that's why I believe in every religion. Like, even with the evil eye, like, I just believe in just, there's so many, I believe there's sigils. So the intention is behind the symbolism. Like, mm-hmm. this, it's just a symbol. It is your grandmothers and your protectors, your ancestors are behind this symbol. But I also oh believe God, yes. that the cross is a symbol of death. And that's why I prefer the on because it's a symbol of life. So we get that tattooed. I want to get this covered up because once I learned a lot more about Christianity, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of the colonization. I wasn't a fan of the manipulation. I wasn't a fan. To be black and Christian is crazy to me. It's um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's the religion that is um, organized and organizing re- a religion. That's the religion I wreck. Y'all need help. Yes, truly. Because y'all are. It's a literal cult. <laughs> it's a cult. It's a literal cult. Really? But the ones who are not organized religions. Mm-hmm. They're if you like you, you hear them speak, you guys speak, and no, I bother you. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the blueprint. What the fuck? Maybe something fell. Good luck. I'm scared, girl. Are we over here talking about ghosts. I know. <laughs> All balloon pops. Okay. Bitch, I'm scared. I'm not scared. I'm like, oh my God, come on, help me. Oh my God. Um, That's interesting. <laughs> like, shit, we don't have goosebumps. I'm, I don't like that. I don't want no more smoke. I don't know what that was in the house. I won't talk about it anymore, bro. No more. Fucking like, oh, she's never been possessed again. We got her. Oh, we don't. No, we don't. Oh, my God. Um, no, yeah. I, I just feel like organized religion is definitely a cult. And I feel like those who aren't in organized religion, they just have such a free, more spirited mind. Um, like, even my dad, he he was raised Muslim or Christian, or I, I think it was either Christian. And then he went into Muslim. So, like, even now, now that he's like 77, he was Muslim since he was like early 20s. Mm-hmm. He's now in that spiritual mindset, mm-hmm. and it's just crazy to see because he even was like, "I had some my own yeah. thoughts and feelings right. about Muslim culture." So mm-hmm. just how he and they are very wrong. Christians are very wrong about Muslims, like, and they—it's a narrative, like, it's crazy. Like, that's why I study theology. I study everything. I don't agree with everything from everyone because they say crazy stuff too. But I take what applies to me and what I resonate with. I love that. And you know, the people that come for me the most is Christians. I don't, not all Christians, my best friend, photographer, since we were second grade, Christian. There's Christians, they understand you have your own path and your own ideals, and we can coexist peacefully and happily. But a lot of Christians, they're taught, this is the only way, this is no tolerance. And you're taught sinning. They're judging. They're taught no tolerance. And they take that so literally that they will condemn you as their brothers. They will condemn you because you don't believe what they believe. You're useless. You're not a person. Like, you're wrong. You're going to hell. Like, come on, love. Yeah. So you're trying to tell me that a baby that was born in India that knew nothing about Christianity lived fucking to three years old and died is going to hell because it didn't know about Christ. I'm just saying it just make it make sense. It's a big world. And then in part of the Bible is just going to say not judge. Right. And I do believe that there are things in the Bible that 
I resonate with and it's just lessons. But if you study theology, you will see that a lot of the stories are recycled Mm -hmm. from different religions. They're the same stories just told differently. Yeah. Because it's just the point. It's the point of the whole thing. It's not so much nitpicking that that part. It's the bigger picture. And what are we collectively working towards? You know, um, I feel like we are all born with uh, the same goal, which is to wake Mm -hmm. up and remember who we are and just just to live in love and want this earth and continue to help others right. wake up all. and involve and all these things and when we don't evolve then that's when you see like, like the government of usa yeah. i think <laughs> that also like christians actively come for people not all of them because i do not hate christians or anything like that but a lot of christian people in my experience they come for you and other people if we don't like something just don't pay attention to it like i don't come for anybody yeah i don't come for christians and be like Hey, well, you believe this and that's wrong. I'm like, your path is your path, love. Whatever. I've also noticed um, the most religious folks mm-hmm. are the most unhappy sexually. Of course. Deprived. Well, I'd be mad too. Oh, love. What do you think that is? It's energy. Everything is energy. If you are, you're projecting. When you are telling someone you're bad, you're wrong, you're bad, you're wrong, you feel bad, you feel wrong. You may not subconsciously believe that. But when you're projecting that a person, so say this person is completely like me. I never ate meat for like four years. But a person who eats a lot of meat is going to look at me like, nah, she slipped up sometimes. Like, because that's their character. So they're projecting things on you. So that's their that's their issue. Like, they resent you because you are fulfilled. You're loving life. You're happy. And they can visibly feel and see that energy. And so for them, they're jealous. They're angry because they're like, I want to feel that, but I don't want to, I don't want to be hurt and let people know that I want to feel that. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be embarrassed. And so I'm just going to cover it up. I'm just going to be a prude and I'm just going to, it's all compensation. religious, uh, you know, souls too, they, they don't feel like they have to have that black and white sex. So then they judge those who right. are in that black and white because sex. Because they're in a box. It's society putting you in trapped. And you know that a lot of spiritual people were christians or were spiritual like they were on like in a box they broke free they broke free and was like hey i can i can it's okay to it's okay x y and z because earth is a physical place that we come to have a physical experience you're supposed to eat the food you're supposed to have sex you're supposed to take care of your body you're supposed to feel the sun you're supposed to feel there's other worlds like i'm this is way out of there but they are way different like me i'm very telepathically in tune with people not every single person but I've had partners that were so telepathically connected. Like, I could be anywhere and we can still hear. We physically talk about the things that we've said. Did you hear me say this when I said this? And I'm like, yes. That's not every person. It just happens. But there's other worlds where it's not physical. There is just telepathy. Like, I can send you how I feel. I can send you a picture in my head. Like, we're just essences, sending feelings, emotions, thoughts. We come to Earth because it's so dense and we hate hate it because it's so the people are bad sometimes the people are this and that but we love it because we get to eat a pizza we get to touch soft things like yeah. we get to feel emotions we keep coming back to earth because at the end of the day it's fucking fun like we and then like i know that i've read um jerry the souls destiny the souls there's been a lot of books that um i've the things that i've had in divination or spiritually come to me i'm um, in downloads i've read in books later and i'm like this confirms this for me um, like the Celestine prophecy, it tells you like if you are walking on the street and you see someone and you connect eyes, you're supposed to talk to them because they have a piece of the puzzle that of life. Like you're, if you keep seeing the same person, you have to connect. You have to connect because they have a piece of information to exchange for your life. Like 
it's all a puzzle. It's fun. It's a learning experience. So I love that. Yeah. And I do believe in that. Like you're drawn to certain energies. You can literally feel that tie. And, and you can feel when you don't fuck with someone, they did nothing to you. They're like, hi. And you're like, Mm-mm. well, I also believe in the mirror. So um, for me, I've always said this thing, like if you meet someone, you're just like, oh my God, I love your energy. It's a reflection of what you're right. also putting out. Yep. But if you meet someone and you're just like something about you is off, and it could be triggering and, your own self. Yes, it yeah. could be depending, but a lot of it too is more so it could be triggering um, your things, flaws and your your, your flaws, but also your experiences. Yeah, that's true. Like bias. Everybody's bias. So like bias. if you meet someone who dabbles in a certain type of drug mm-hmm. and you may do weed or shrooms, mm-hmm. but you're like, I don't fuck with this person because they do that thing. Maybe you're it scared be, that you're going to lead into that. More so it could be you've done it in the past mm-hmm. or you've had a parent or yeah, friends yes. around you or experiences mm-hmm. around you that shaped your thoughts being like, I will never be around yeah. people who do that. That's why I think it's both. Because I think our experiences, like our trauma leads us, but it's also like intuition as well. It's, you have to know where it's coming from. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely both. both. <laughs> it's definitely both. Like, <laughs> and me, I can automatically, no matter how a person keeps talking, it's nothing that they did. It's nothing that they drive. It's nothing that they were. It's the energy. I can know I do not fuck with you. And I will not fuck with you. Like, same. it does not matter. There's, it's not everybody. It's rare. But it's like, I don't care how much they smile. I don't fuck with you. You didn't even do anything. But I know something is fishy. Like, I know you're faking it. <laughs> so my, my kid said he's a narcissist or whatever. So when I was with him, he did those crazy stuff to me. Man, I want to go into that because I still want to live. But um, anyways, um, shout out to him. Thanks for my spiritual awakening. Um, but, <laughs> but when I, like, came out of that and someone asked me, they said, well, you couldn't feel that he was lying. I was like, yeah, but I was so confused. Like, I knew, like, you can but you start to lean on your you don't lean on your intuition you you lean on rationalization if you're not connected you start making up shit in your head like well maybe he's lying because you you start being overcompensating and over understanding like well you come from a place of hurt like he's hurting me because he's hurt it does not matter why a person is doing what they're doing you can have compassion but you do not have to take it and endure it like it doesn't matter why they do it i love that doesn't matter do not when i i had got raped by one of my best friends um and another person i was writing a book with i never finished i need to <laughs> um she reached out to me and she continually hit me up and um she was like and this is when i was going through the middle of my um spiritual awakening so i'm on my steps i'm crying i'm like god what is this, this is the first time i heard god i'm just like i'm fucking 26 years old what the fuck i asked my whole life like if you're real do this if you're like where were you I'm out here getting rain beat. Like my mom tried to sell me. Like, where were you? And so a lot of people, they don't have that understanding. That's why I'm so appreciative of life now. But I'm sitting on the steps. I'm crying. And I'm like, this man just raped me. He was supposed to be my best friend. He beat my ass. I'm like, why? I don't do anything bad to anyone. Like, I don't understand. So he's like, it's not about you. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> I would have said. And it's like, I'm a prophet. So he's like, it's bigger than you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. And I'm like, you're going to show me why I got raped and beat. Please show me. So she starts calling me. She starts calling me. And I'm just like, what? What's up? And she's just like, I, was, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. It was like a $1,000 deposit for the rest of it. And I was already going through shit at that time. I was like, I don't have the money. I'm not paying. I don't have the money. So what do you want? She's just like, it's not about the money. It's not about the book. It's, it's not about that. She's like, it, it's my friend. She tells me a story. You know, he raped me. She eventually put this in her book. So I'm not like spilling it to you or anything. Um, so She's like, you raped me, da, 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 da. And so she was able to have that conversation with me. And I was able to tell her why she performed certain things or did certain things out of fear and wanting it to be over with that she could not get when she was telling other people like, well, 
they were like she just felt like they didn't understand her they were listening and sympathizing but if you have never been to that situation how can you connect with someone you don't know what to say you don't know like you don't know you can only know what you know and like if you've never been through something you cannot help somebody else do that and so after that conversation and i'm crying and i'm upset and i help her stuff um I ended up getting her to convict her dude and he they went to court and all this stuff but i never did that with my rapist i just let it slide i just was quiet because fuck that guy yeah <laughs> but anyway uh, i just let it go and i was just so torn at the moment and everything was coming at every angle you know i'm in court like i had so much going on i was just like let god handle it like i'm just it's just too much for me it's above me you know so um anyways with that after that situation he was like you are a healer you're a healer and he was like um everything is meant to help you everything is meant to grow you that one time you endured that pain you will have a lifetime of healing from that you will help people you're called to help people and i was like bro what and then i saw the akashic records that day which is like nobody knew what i was saying for fucking years two or three years i'm like hey has this ever happened to you they're like do you do drugs i'm like i don't i'm like i don't drink i don't know what's happening to me i feel like i'm going insane and so what that was is it felt like, you know, Men in Black, the little thing where they like flash your whole memory. I saw every, I don't even know how to put it, everything that ever existed and everything that ever will exist. I saw everything, design, dinosaurs, like everything that ever existed, every secret of the universe, the racism, everything in a matter of seconds. And when it was all over, I didn't understand 99%. I was like, oh, what the fuck was that? Like, that was... I'm fucked up like I don't even know God was real like I'm fucked up and so when I meditate I go back to that place and I derive that's how I get all my answers and my information because it's in my head now like I don't know what that's about I can only explain through my experience and like I said pure consciousness cannot be explained it can only be felt through experience someone will not under they will see this and they're like these are crazy I don't understand but a person who's been through it like that happened to me now i understand so it's just like i said you have i to feel experience. like i had that awakening with my daughter when losing her mm-hmm. and it took me honestly through my ayahuasca ceremony to understand um why why and it was so an energetic know. reason and i always have this like black and white Filial story sacrifice but yeah it was a sacrifice the spirits were like you're not waking up and we're not we, we have to step in. We have mm-hmm. to intervene. But she's always with you. She's, she's never died. She never died. And I believe that. Like, And she helps you in the spirit world, guides you. And she might she next comes. lifetime be your grandma or your cousin or your friend or your husband, whatever. We are always yes. likely experiences with our soul group. And I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> literally. So um, I'm like, I just. But yeah, no, I, I believe that I've, I've seen her energy so many times. Mm-hmm. And um, after my ayahuasca ceremony and I got that understanding that like she's still here with yeah. me, I can literally reach out to her and feel her energy. I can mm-hmm. feel all of my ancestor mm-hmm. energies and um, they're never like mm-hmm. they're always here. There's more many times where I'm like laying over and I literally feel someone yep. pulling my, my back. Do you want to know my aunt just died last month, maybe a couple weeks ago and just so psychic and I'm so far above what people can understand even my own family they don't understand me and i'm like they're like how are you okay you were so close with her i'm just like a week before this happened i I lost touch with her i really didn't i don't really talk to people like i'm just in my own world right i lost touch with her for a couple years and um, i just mind my business i take care of my kids i'm just in my own world of taking care of my kids and stuff and so it was no smoke there was no beef i just get busy with life and so a week prior to her even having her issues so I'm driving in the car and I feel her. I just feel her. And she's like, 
Do you remember when we used to devein the shrimp and we would talk all night? And do you remember this? And do you remember when we painted the pictures? And I'm just like, you're going to die. Or are you dead? And she was just like, it's just like, you know, she just keeps talking about, I'm just feeling her. I never think about her. I'm never thinking about like my aunt for when I was a child, you know? So I'm just like, she's just showing me everything. She was a Sagittarius too, so it was super cool. But um, she's just like telling me all this stuff and I'm having all these memories. And I'm like, I've read in the Journey of the Souls or Destiny of the Souls that the loved ones 10 days prior, they usually hang around Earth and comfort their loved ones before they pass. Like, well, that passed chance into a different energy and different frequency um so i'm just like oh, she's dead okay cool so then i tell my, my grandma's talking to me she's like oh my sister i should make up with her she ended up moving back to texas and i was like you died already she's like no she didn't don't say that i'm like okay and then like and so then she gets put on life support <clears throat> they pull the plug she dies two days later or whatever but um my grandma's like you're just so psychic and i didn't cry like i and people see that as me being detached and inhumane and like i have no feelings i don't care and i'm still living life happily but when you have that understanding that they never take their physical form left it. but their energy my thing was now she's helping me on the other side like my thing is she's not dead she came to me yeah she's not dead we're never dead so when people die like the only thing that really affects me when people die is if they're a part of my routine and daily life every day because that attachment mm -hmm. is going to hurt to lose. I'm going to have a void to fill because this is my routine. This is what fulfills me every day talking to this person or, you know, my scope of things outside of that. I am very understanding and aware and nothing bothers me because I love life. <clears throat> I think it's so beautifully poetically written and I feel like I wrote it. And I did. I wrote my experience in my life. I believe in soul contracts and things of that nature. I feel like um, everything was picked by me. And the more as time goes on and I realize that, I'm just like, wow, this is beautiful. Like this ends amazingly. And I am so thankful to be part of this experience with this understanding and have this peaceful mind because so many people don't have this understanding and they're just fucked up out here, like acting crazy, upset. They feel hurt all the time. They feel all of these bad things. They feel these bad things so much. They look at you and think you're faking it. They think you're not really that happy. Yeah. You can't. This happened in your life, so you're not that happy. And I'm like, oh, baby, I let that shit go. Like, I'm, I'm having a ball. Like, <laughs> I'm having a great time. Oh, I'm yes. the fucking blast. I, I believe not that. Because I healed the inside first. And I have such a huge, I have such a huge understanding and acceptance with anything. Detachment. Life is about detachment. I've lost everything since I was a child. Like, constantly losing things. But you always gain something when you lose something. So I believe that. Okay, well, this brings us to the end. Um, I did want to, you know, touch back to who you are. <laughs> um, you do a little bit of sex work, so I wanted to bring some highlight to that. Well, um, I did just drop an OnlyFans, so you guys can check it out and see. It really just started, well, like two days ago, I think I dropped it. So um, my link is the same as my socials, which is Young and Jaded, so Y-O-N-G and then N-J-A-D-E-D, so... Um, if you go to my Instagram, I have a link tree with my website, which is amandalosi.com. And, you know, I do portraits. I do all kinds of things. So every flap your portrait is forever going to stay in my care. Yes, I do portrait <laughs> on It's right next to mine that everybody sees. And they're like, who, who did that? And I'm like, another. <laughs> I need to be another now. Big one and shiny. But I love this so much. The pair and all. It was the Leo. <laughs> the Leonis. You need a big shiny ass one. Time. <laughs> But um, no, definitely all my socials and all my handles are young and jaded on everything. Have been in years. I'm a little bit older and optimistic now, but definitely still young and jaded. We love the MILFs. So yeah. <laughs> one time I had created one and it was called MILF and Cookies. I was like, that's too cheesy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much thank for coming you. on, talking about you, talking about your experiences. It really means so much. 
to the audience and to myself just to hear you speak. And yeah, I, I feel like I see you in a different light, even outside of what I already knew. This even this experience brought me close. I'm glad to see you in person and hug you and feel you and see you. Because you in LA and me in Houston is just like we have the connection, but it's not the same as in person. I know. And every time we see each other, it's like I know. I know. I love it. We'll see each other every lifetime. We will. We're on that same path. I love it.